Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Sensemaker. Hi, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, why the far right have turned to crypto. If there's a single recent event which far-right agitators are known for in the US, it's probably Charlottesville. Back in 2017, the Unite the Right rally saw white supremacists march through a quiet college town in Virginia with burning torches. They chanted, Jew will not replace us. An innocent woman called Heather Heyer was killed by a neo-Nazi. This is saying that this driver came plowing into a crowd of counter-protesters. People went flying in every direction. We had at least one fatality here. A short time ago, they did arrest a suspect in this, but we don't know his identity. The police chief moments ago said that this was, in fact, an intentional act. It was a shameful day for America and a frightening one for many Americans. And a week later, something else happened far less publicly. A man called Andrew Anglin received 14.88 Bitcoin from someone. We don't know who. That number, 14.88, is important because it's symbolic. 14 refers to the number of words in the white supremacist slogan, we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. And 88 is numerical code for Heil Hitler. The number is banned on number plates in Austria for that very reason. So it's no surprise that the man who received the Bitcoin, Andrew Anglin, is the founder of a white supremacy website, The Daily Stormer. Andrew Anglin is a very public example, but throughout the far-right world, crypto has become the currency of choice. So what makes it so appealing to right-wing extremists? A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. In replacement with non-white savages... Andrew Anglin, founder of the Daily Stormer, is one of the world's most notorious neo-Nazis. Anglin is nowhere to be found. He's hiding out to avoid... There are very few pictures of Andrew Anglin online, and his whereabouts are unknown. But here are some things we do know about him from a profile in The Atlantic. Andrew Anglin wasn't always a white supremacist, or at least he didn't show it. At the start of high school, he was a vegan who wore a hoodie with a racism patch stitched onto it. But as time went on, he became more unpredictable. When he was upset, he'd smash his head against things. He tried to tattoo the name of his favourite band, Modest Mouse, onto his arm, but he gave up when he got to the letter D. And in November 2006, he started a website that specialised in misogynistic conspiracy theories. 
After that, in July 2013, after a bit of time in jail and some strange periods spent in jungles in the Philippines, Andrew Anglin launched the Daily Stormer. It was named after Der Stürmer, an anti-Semitic newspaper loved by Hitler. But how and why did it come to rely on cryptocurrencies? This week, data shared with the Associated Press showed that Andrew Anglin had received at least 112 Bitcoin since January 2017. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but it would be worth nearly $5 million today. And it's been really important for him. In 2020, he claimed that he'd been funding the Daily Stormer entirely through Bitcoin for four years. He's not alone. As far-right groups have become more and more visible, banks and payment processors have tried to show that they're taking a tough stance against them. After Charlottesville, for instance, PayPal cut off payments to a bunch of extremist groups, and that forced lots of people on the far-right to turn to crypto instead. A firm called Chainalysis has found that 12 far-right groups in the US and Europe received more than $9 million worth of Bitcoin in today's money between 2017 and 2021. So why do the far-right love these currencies? Well, firstly, they offer security and some privacy too. Because cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin aren't tied to financial institutions, there's no one to cut off Andrew Anglin's money. And even though transactions can be monitored, the people who are sending and receiving crypto can remain anonymous. Andrew Anglin has footprints in Russia, Greece and Cambodia, but otherwise he's untraceable and crypto allows him to remain hidden. But there's an ideological appeal too. One of the most deep-rooted anti-Semitic conspiracies is that a shadowy cabal of powerful Jewish people are controlling the banking system. Extremists can essentially opt out of that by adopting cryptocurrencies that stand outside the system. And there's a final layer to this story. In November 2020, Andrew Anglin actually disowned Bitcoin. Because all Bitcoin transactions are visible, it wasn't private enough for him. He's now keen on Monero, a cryptocurrency that offers even more anonymity. That move captures the difficulty for law enforcement. Along with private social networks, cryptocurrency is making it more and more difficult to find people like Andrew Anglin and cut off their funding. The shadows the far right can retreat into are getting deeper by the day. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker. If you'd like to hear more from Tortoise, why not listen to our weekly podcast, The Slow Newscast. Pfizer's War is the story of one company's campaign to profit from the pandemic. You can listen to it by searching for Slow Newscast in Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode was written and produced by Xavier Greenwood. The Sensemaker.